Tom Utter, thanks so very much. I, you know, but I, I can hardly explain how frustrating it is not to be there in person after four years that we've been working together along with so many other good people on this project. But when the state police tell me they don't want to fly and they don't want to drive, I, I, don't, I don't sass them. So uh, I appreciate being able to be with everybody in this fashion on a day we have looked forward to for a very, very long time. I'm so excited and happy. It's, my happiness is tempered by knowing that people like Orville Martin and my old friend Nidra Groves are not with us. Uh, I know they're watching, but I wish they could be there to accept everybody's congratulations in person. They had so much to do with making this all possible. I hope I'm correctly informed that our friend Russ Stillwell is there because Russ worked so, so uh, closely with us and was indispensable. Uh, in this very complicated process, uh, in, he was absolutely essential uh, through his leadership and helping us pass the enabling bill. So, Russ, I hope you're uh, where you can hear this and you know how uh, much we appreciate you. I'm just going to tell you all a, a name that... I'm going to tell you a name that's probably less familiar, but um, uh, there's a young woman working for us here named Jenny Alvey who happens to be from Bristow, Indiana, who grew up uh, on a rural route down there that's probably very familiar to most of you. And she's got the better part of four years. She was the point person in one of the most complicated negotiations I have ever been part of in business or government. And um, you know, uh, somebody ought to put up a statue down there because we would not be uh, where we are without uh, Jenny Alvey and her business acumen, and she has lived and breathed by this process. So uh, she's sitting uh, not far from me. And Jenny, I just want to tell you on behalf of the people in that room that um, uh, you did a great, great job, and we appreciate you. Now, so again, I'm terribly um, disappointed I can't be in there in person. Uh, I did realize, though, that when I went out to shovel this morning, uh, I did have my Rockport boots on, my my 20 my 20 year old uh, Rockports are still in good shape, and uh, I guess that maybe was uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, fitting um, for the uh, for the occasion. Uh, let me tell you now that uh, about a great piece of news I got came about 10:15 this morning, and it was that after uh, as I said four years of uh, to and fro and ups and downs, uh, the Indiana Finance Authority Board voted unanimously, five to zero, to approve our going forward with the SNG plant at Rockport that's going to happen. I think by now everyone in the room knows our, about our hopes and dreams and all we believe will be accomplished by this truly landmark uh, first in America project. Um, first of all, we are out to create jobs and put people to work, especially in rural and small town Indiana. It's going to do that. Thousand or more construction jobs, a couple three hundred in operating, hundreds more in mining and transporting the coal that the plant will use. Uh, secondly, uh, we are always out uh, to pay Hoosiers for the energy that we need. Indiana today uh, spends over a billion dollars buying coal from out of state. And here we have a project in which we will 
be buying the energy we need as a state and need to grow and paying our own people, paying Hoosiers for it, and this plan is a huge step forward in that respect. We are always eager and looking for ways to protect Indiana ratepayers and keep the cost of energy affordable here. It's, a, it's important to our families. It's very important to attracting new business to the state. And here we have guaranteed savings of $100 million, but if, if any of the forecasts out there about natural gas are right, it's going to be many, many times that. It's going to protect Hoosier ratepayers in the future with a secure source of very affordable natural gas. And uh, I say secure, it would also protect us against an interruption of supply, but it will certainly protect us against the high prices that always come and go in, a, in the volatile market for that commodity. And then finally, uh, we always said we wanted Indiana to be a leader in things, and one of those things is, is clean energy and new, the new high-tech ways to produce it. And here you'll have a plant that produces essentially no pollution. It's 99% cleaner than the coal plants of today. Uh, we will be selling byproducts from the plant, including the CO2 and argon gas. One little touch I love is that uh, Jenny got in there that the state gets the slag from this plant. We can build it for free, and we can build roads with it. So uh, we think this is just a wonderful... We do believe this is just a wonderful uh, deal for the whole state of Indiana and one that I'm real excited about on behalf of all six million Hoosiers, but especially, of course, for the hardworking folks of, of uh, Spencer County and the uh, area in which it will occur. Um, I, I cannot thank the, the people I already mentioned, others too numerous to mention. I'm going to end on Tom Utter, who has lived and breathed this. I can't... You know, Tom, if I had a dollar for every conversation we had about this, and um, uh, it was never far from my mind, but if it had been, Utter would have made sure it got right back on the top of my to-do list. And so uh, I'm just going to turn it back to you, Tom, with profound thanks for, for your help. And uh, now let's go get this thing uh, up and running as fast as we possibly can. Well, Tom, Tom, I just th thank you for all that, and and um, uh, I just can't wait to come down there and, and see everybody and celebrate this in person as I had hoped to today. But for, for now, let's just treat this as a Merry Christmas present to us all and go make the most of it. Bye-bye. You know, sometimes we'll have to see, somebody will have a tape. Sometimes the uh, Skype uh, thing can be a little jerky. I mean, we've done it from, we've done it internationally. I, th I think, I, my sense is distance has something to do with that. Does anybody know? But anyway, they said, uh, Trevor said it seemed to be reasonably natural.
That's Jenny Alvey for those, any who didn't know her. That's. Thank you. I would take her into any business that I was ever a part of. I mean, she, tell you, she wore that, she wore the other party out on this thing. She got a great, great deal for our citizens. Well, I guess you'd say they're multiple, but Luke, Chuck, yeah, yeah. Lucadia. Lucadia. It's a company. Indiana Gasification. What was today's action by the IMFA? It, it authorizes us to enter into a purchase contract uh, with Indiana Gasification to purchase the gas and then sell it into the market and then pass on the benefit to ratepayers through their bills. So the investment is going to be private, but yeah. this action today gives them something to go to the market to raise the money. Uh, well, they'll be they'll be actually working um, with the uh, Department of Energy to get a loan guarantee, which is part of the US benefit Department. of this. Okay. Your purchase is a right. right. That con that contract is the necessary step, and there's no there is th this is the bill that Russ Stillwell helped us craft. We needed a, it was, Indiana law was silent about something like this. So we, it set up a mechanism, um, uh, the one that Jenny just mentioned. This would be the equivalent of like if Cartman already had the money in hand for the police cars. This which the yeah, I guess a little like that, you know, if they had, if they had binding contracts. Yeah. yeah, this assures, that's right, this assures the, the investors or lenders to Indiana Gas that there will be a buyer for the product. And uh, Jenny has locked in a price for the product, as I said, that's uh, uh, below the uh, all the estimates. Natural gas, you know, oscillates, but it's been in the 12s and 13s as recently as a year or two ago. And she's locked in a price in the low sixes. Uh, some, some of the critics say this is too risky, and if the other utilities didn't want to touch it, what do you say that? No, this actually reduces risk dramatically. This protects us. This this assures Hoosiers for 30 years to come. Uh, of a, a price for a significant part of our natural gas that's almost certain to be below the market. So we're going to save money. If, if in any period the price drops below this number, we'll all be happy because that means we're getting uh, uh, lower utility bills. Yeah, and, and that, the other difference, and I mean, some of the differences in the prior deal. Here's the <laughs> Uh, some of the difference in the prior deal, um, actually, Indiana Gasification, we're, we're leveraging, you know, the private partnership, and they're going to put $150 million of cash in an account in order to help offset, um, you know, any possible years in which the price may be a little bit or a little bit or lower than the natural gas price that we've locked in. I mean, we get a and guaranteed then, savings of $100 million in, in today's dollars. But we really expect it to be a multiple of that, uh, probably a large one. And the risk, the risk of the capital and the operating is on the private entity. And the KD will own the plant. Mm -hmm. Right. will be the one that have to go into the market and uh, get the money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That sounds too good to be true. Yeah. Um, are, what makes you confident that uh, this company will try to back out in 10, 15 years. If they do, we're covered. You know, the cost is on them. We only, we only purchase what is produced. If they never produce, we don't purchase anything, so we're not on the hook for any of that. And Jenny got us the money to make sure it can be decommissioned at their expense, not ours. And the capital, if the capital costs are higher, the risk is theirs. There's no loan guarantees. 
Not by the state of Indiana. If it's such a big deal for the state, why did they need the state's petition? Why couldn't they take the same deal to investors or other businesses? What's the state's role, I guess? We are assuring them a customer for this product, but at a price that is going to save a lot of money and is guaranteed to save our rate payers a lot of money. So how does the gas get to market? Do they sell to Vectrum and the other utilities? The Indiana Finance Authority will purchase the gas and then will turn around and sell the gas into the market through a third-party marketer. I guess my question is why do you have to go through that step and involve the Indiana Finance Authority? Why not just have Vectrum say, yeah, we'll buy that when it comes on? We like this for all of Hoosiers. I mean, this is the benefit, and, you know, it's not just benefiting. That would just benefit Vectrum's customers, and we want it to benefit all the rate payers in the state of Indiana. It's probably more gas than any one company could absorb anyway. This is 17% of all the non-industrial gas for the whole state of Indiana. Uh, I mentioned, but I hadn't really thought about it till fairly recently. We've been so focused on the jobs and the uh, benefit to ratepayers, but if there were ever a supply interruption, hurricane, pipeline break, terrorist act, Indiana would have a protection here um, that uh, very few states would. We would get 17% of the state's gas that we could direct to any use that we determined. It's being produced right here. How confident are you in this technology? We're, we're very confident. I mean, we, we have done a lot of diligence um, around the project. And, you know, the, if the Department of Energy, the U.S. Department of Energy, will, that will provide a loan guarantee has also done that diligence. And, frankly, if it doesn't work, again, there's, there's no risk to us. But we feel very confident that they know what they've done. We've hired an independent consultant that actually has this expertise to verify their they were very impressed with their with their ability to do this. And and coal gasification is not new at all. It's been, this has been done a long, long time. There's some advances here, but there's basic, no electricity generation involved. In this. this is strictly coal to gas to go to the market. It will create electricity to to power the plant. Run the own plant. They will rail run the plant on electricity. Right, right. That, to not sell. It is not the intent. It's, it's not to produce electricity for the market. It's That's to produce correct. right natural. Edwardsport is to turn gas. coal cleanly into electricity. This is to turn coal cleanly into natural gas. Edwardsport was to turn coal into gas, which was then turned into electricity. Correct. Why should Vectrum purchase from them? Is it cheaper? Will it be cheaper than their existing gas suppliers? Vectrum's not purchasing from them. The Indian. No, the Indiana Finance Authority is purchasing from Indiana Gasification, and then we are selling the gas into the market, and then uh, the difference between those two prices will be passed on as a, uh, a debit or credit on a ratepayer's bill through the utility process. Vectrum's just delivering it. They're not involved. Yeah. They're just delivering the gas. They're not involved at all in the transaction. So if, if, if we purchase if we purchase gas for um, six dollars from Indiana Gasification, and the market price is eight dollars, there's a two dollar difference. Um, uh, we pass a dollar on uh, to the ratepayer through a utility bill 
um, and that will show up as a credit on our bills and it will offset the cost of our gas. That's the part of where I'm still getting stuck since, since ratepayers don't buy their gas from the IFA, what's the mechanism to get them a credit on their bill? This process, we will enter into a, an agreement with, for instance, Vectran, NIPSCO, citizens, and we will give them, like in the example I just gave you, we will give them a dollar per MMBTU, and that dollar will be passed on to each one of us in our utility bills every month. So in that $2 difference, what dollar of that is our savings, the other dollar is the utility's incentive? No, the other money. dollar goes to Indiana Gasification. And so that's the private yeah. partnership aspect that's of That's how this. they make money. So they're, they have put the cash in, they're building the plant, and they're taking on the risk associated with construction and operating. And I mean, like I said, a huge amount of cash uh, in order to get half of the upside. We get half of the upside, and they get half of the upside, which is a great partnership. Our interests are aligned. And essentially, they, they, they sell to the market. They're competing with any other gas supplier the same as any other would. But the state has an interest on behalf of the ratepayers. That's right. We get half, she's talking about half the upside on the price, which we think is going to be very large over time. I mean, natural gas is produced in a lot of different ways, but we believe this technology, far more often than not, will be less expensive than the market price. And in addition, the state, which means our ratepayers, get half the benefit of all the ancillary revenue, which is pretty meaningful. They're going to make real money selling uh, byproducts like argon gas and CO2. Um, and uh, Jenny got us half of that. That's right. So, yeah, so you get half of that, any profits from that? Well? From the byproducts, yes. What happens if the market price is $8, like that example, but you're buying it for $10? Um, well, actually, our, our price will be the more static one. So that's what we're trying to do is we're reducing the volatility. So we're, we're purchasing at a, a low static price based on a formula, which we think will be in the you know, $6 range. And so um, we would purchase it for that. If gas prices are lower, then um, that could be a debit that would be passed on. However, that's where the $150 million comes into play. And we actually use their cash so that that, that does not get passed on to a rate payer. We use their money in case the, the, the opposite is true. Be, is, could it possibly be passed on to a right there if that $150 million is drained? That's correct. After that, then it That's correct. But like you said, it's, it's at six level now. You don't anticipate it going. That's right. And, and please, please notice, I mean, first of all, the questions about risk are, are good ones. You can think of this as a terrific hedge against risk for the ratepayer. We're locking in essentially one unit out of six that, that Indiana will need at a very reasonable price, much like a farmer might lock in a part of his crop. And uh, um, if over time all the forecasters are wrong, if, if the long-term price of gas is any lower than that, that's great news. That means we, it's not likely, but it's great news because it means everybody's bill would be lower well, than you expect. But we are protected. and. In, uh, that uh, against the much more likely possibility that uh, that the long-term price is eight, ten, twelve, fourteen dollars. So, like you said, even if it, if it did drastically, you know, go against expectations and be lower, that's still only a part of the gas. Uh, so that's right. That that's right. Five unit, five units out of six would be at the lower price. Right. That's that's exactly right.
And, um, and you have to keep in mind, and gas prices would be so low, your, your average bill would be really low. Yeah. And so the impact would be very minimal. Mm -hmm. So I. That's not a legal requirement, that's a financial requirement. Right. Right. And that's in place now, right? With this. Uh, they're they're yeah. uh, negotiating right now. This is the first step. And so the. Uh, this agreement comes and then um, the federal the IURC process will come next and so the next process will be we will um, take the transaction based on the statute that was passed it requires IFA and then the IURC and then the DOE process will be within that timeline as well yeah yeah we looked at different ways to do it turned out this was the necessary way and so we work with Russ Stillwell and others, and, and, and uh, the legislature had a very uh, extensive uh, look at it and passed, I think, unanimously in the end. They did. The statute that set up the arrangement that Jenny's been describing for you. So it's been very, very openly uh, vetted and, uh, and uh, passed into law. Is there something about this project that makes it um, more of an incentive for the state to get involved as opposed to trying to get involved in other utility contracts and well, I, I just take you back to, to what I said. We, we have a very explicit policy of homegrown energy. We, we would rather pay Hoosiers for the energy we need. We've been doing this in biofuels, as another example. We've been doing it in wind power. And um, the biggest opportunity to pay Hoosiers keep, and keep the money circulating in our economy is in coal. But we all know we have to burn coal more cleanly than ever before. So that's what Edwards Ford's about, about using our coal uh, to provide the, our energy and this, this likewise in the natural gas uh, context. And, you know, the thing I like about this is the ratepayer protection that got built into it. To address the uh, 